up? Sup? What's up? We're recording this early. I know. We're trying this thing it's out. It's our earliest episode ever. I you think. know what I should have done? Huh? Can you fill time for a second here? Yeah, I'm a time filler. I'm over here. I'm filling time. Sean's opening up the curtain. Just open the, the curtain. Sun in. Little, little daylight, little pep. Yeah, I like that. Little excitement. Yeah. This is uh this is a Friday we're recording this, which seems early for us. I feel like the past four we've or been five, either on Sunday really or been... Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we've got some time. We can relax a little bit. Yeah, it's not as stressful right now. Um, I will say that I'm in a, a different headspace than mm-hmm. usual. My dog is hurt. Yeah, I heard. And sore? Sore or something. I don't know. She keeps, you'll see her switch positions like 30 times. Um, she's just uncomfortable. It's something with her tail or her back legs or something. I had to carry her up the stairs last night and lift her into oh. the bed. And it broke my little heart in half. And then yeah. I slept very poorly. So I'm, yeah. I'm low sleep, <laughs> yeah. low energy, but excited to be here. You know, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. You're having a great day? I'm having a great day. What time do you get up? I, I like to get up early. Like what's early? Like five or, or – I used to get up at four in the summer, uh, but I don't like the cold. Right. So I try to get up with the sun because I like to enjoy every little bit of sun we have in the day. That's the winter cute. is too depressing. Yes. I hate the winter. So as much of after sun goes down that I can cut off and go to bed early, the better I am. So walk me through your morning. You wake up to an alarm at five or do you just pop up? I pop up. Okay. Then what? I'm, I'm a natural waker upper. Okay. Well, then I, I make my, uh, my matcha, mm-hmm. the Japanese ceremonial green tea. Yeah. Obviously. It is delicious. Where Where's you get my headspace? Uh, I get it from. They're called uh, uh, yeah, Perfect Keto. So it's got. Uh, I think it's MCT oil in it. Okay. Do you so, eat keto? No. Oh, okay. No. Just no. drink the keto. tea. I just drink the keto tea. Okay. Yeah, because it's the best. It's the best matcha I've ever had. It's yeah. smooth. It's smooth, baby. Okay. You get the powdered matcha, and sometimes you, you whisk it up, mm-hmm. and there's still bumps. I'm like, I whisk the, the heck out of this. Life. The he double hockey sticks. Great Disney Channel film. He double hockey sticks. Yeah, I didn't know that was a Disney Channel film. It's a great one. I'm learning things. Yeah, that's what I do. I teach. I'm a so, teacher. So you're up. It's five a.m. I'm it's up. Five fifteen. You got. I got matcha. my green tea. I do a little reading. I like to read in the mornings. What kind of reading? Well, this, I do many books at once. Okay. So like at the exact same time? I mean, like you, you have four like books this. open have, in front of you? Uh, three biology books right now. I do... Um, uh, I have a Abbott and Costello uh, book that I'm reading right now. I'm listening to a Dr. Seuss autobiography. Fascinating man. He was uh, a cigarette. Amazingly racist. He was a what? I was just claiming him as a member of my fraternity, and then you said he was racist. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to distance myself from it now. <laughs> they said he wasn't a very good fraternity brother. That's true. Which Wait, what school did you go to? He didn't go to my... He went to Dartmouth, I think. He did go to Dartmouth. Uh, but he was in the Sigma Phi Epsilon, which is... Oh, okay. I was in a different chapter. Yeah, but. he was a bad student. Yeah. He was not a good student at all. So. And it sounds yeah. like a pretty bad person, he, too. Well, well, yeah, and I well, just yeah. read one of his books to my son two days ago. They're fantastic on books, pop. though. They're fantastic books. It's one of those things where it's like, can you separate the man from the work? And it's up to you if you want to or not. Like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, we're all flawed people. Michael Jackson also, like, there's a R. lot Kelly. that came out on Michael Jackson of the majority of it's just lies. 
there's not one proven incident. If you like the FBI records are available and you can look at them and read about how many times they raided his home without him knowing and found nothing. I heard uh just to speculate here and pass gossip on the podcast. Yeah, I like uh, gossip. I heard that the uh it's called Leaving Leaving Neverland. Was that the documentary? That is the documentary. I had not seen it. Yeah. But I've heard that the people behind that mm-hmm. are behind a handful of mm-hmm allegations and stuff like this yep. uh, across different celebrities. Yeah, well... Uh, like, they're, they're just people who are on a hunt. It's not that they've been personally... Yep. No one did their research. When that doc came out, everyone flipped out. It spread like wildfire. Yeah. And unfortunately, it took six months before someone was like, oh, wait, have you looked into these two people's backgrounds? I mean, it's a quick Google search. And then people did. And yeah, for like, I think... 20-something years, they've just been going after different people, and it always leads to Michael Jackson, because there's still so much money within his estate. That's awful. Yeah, the poor guy. Well, I I don't know. But from the facts, if you look into it and read, as of now, he's innocent. He's just a really strange dude, and if you read about his upbringing and things... I was going to say, it's not a crime to be a strange dude. Yeah, exactly. And so many great artists... Are tortured souls. Yes. But I, I feel like, from what I know of his background, like he was forced into show business before he yep. could think and just lived that life. And so he didn't have a normal childhood, didn't have all these things. Yeah. I mean, they, there were stories. Uh, his nephew, Taj, tells stories about him, like Michael being, I think it was like eight years old, and he's already just at parties with his brothers and everyone doing cocaine around him because he was like the youngest. And it was the idea of he never had like an actual childhood that stunted him into this mindset of just always wanting to be a child because oh, totally. he never had it. But that's a deep dive into Michael Jackson. I like where this is, yeah. where this but, is going. But uh, <laughs> this is to the point of separating the work from, from the person. Yeah. And Oh, yes, exactly. The dude has some great tunes. And he, he had a, a feel the for music. Phenomenal of tunes. He's the best music video ever made, too. Uh, can I skew political on us for a second? Yes, you here? can. Um, I heard. Do you know who Damon Davis is? No, but that's a sweet. That's a sweet name. That's a Hardy Boys name if I've ever heard it. Uh, you know the documentary "Whose Streets" that came out a few years ago about Ferguson? Yes, he's the director. He's behind. Okay, that. gotcha. Um, and I got to hear him speak on Tuesday. Yeah, and he said something interesting, which has been floating with me since, but about how most art forms. Mm-hmm especially performing arts begin with oppressed populations and a lot of times uh, populations of color. And then once like the formula is figured out, mm-hmm. then white people come in and own it. And, and he quickly went through. And again, this is sort of deep for our podcast yeah. and, and to our listeners enjoy this little <laughs> thing. But he was saying like rock and roll music right. was ridiculous when it came out and like it was shunned and like it was you know rebellious and loud and Mm -hmm. obnoxious and then they found elvis yeah and the beatles yeah and they well elvis was notorious for stealing not only from rock and roll but blues yeah so and and blues and uh hip-hop is the one that hasn't really been taken over completely i mean there's definitely a bunch of by the man rappers yeah um but he was just going through like jazz, and like if you look at modern jazz, like there's so many white artists and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like there's all these things that, when they first started happening, it was 
not necessarily because the people were, you know, people of color or anything like that, but it was because they lived a marginalized life. And when you live with that oppression, mm-hmm. a lot of time good art comes out of that, which yeah. then people want to emulate. Um, but it, it was interesting. And so as, as spot on, that's right. As we're talking like, so Michael Jackson's one where I'm like, you know, undisputed king of pop. Yeah, no doubt. And no doubt, no doubt, definitely no doubt, no doubt. a pioneer. Yeah. Like he was making stuff that no one else was making stuff that sounded like his stuff. And now there's a whole bunch of stuff that does sound like his stuff, but he was the first, like, yeah, no one could dance like that either. Not even to this day, no one can match those moves. I'm still, I'm shocked when you told me what he did, like with the, uh, there were like hooks or something on his shoes that he was clamping. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I still get shivers thinking about him doing that. It's amazing. Have you watched the video? The uh, music together, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, like a video where they break it down? No. Just the 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 smooth criminal performance where they do that lean. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you were talking there was something where they show the breakdown. No. Cuz I would like to see that. I'm too. sure that exists somewhere. I'm still I need to learn how to moonwalk. I, was I can just only do it ask, I could do it on a bowling alley and that's it. I was just going to ask how many times have you genuinely tried like <laughs> like stood somewhere and be like I'm going to moonwalk now and like sort of walked <laughs> awkwardly through the steps. How many times? Too many. Yeah. Too many. To this day still. I think my last moonwalk attempt was four days ago after mopping. Anytime I'm on a surface, that yeah, is that feels somewhat. That smooth yeah, it's a, if it feels like a bowling alley, I'm moonwalking on it. That's yeah. just, that's how it, that's no how it works, No baby. one's better than that. No. <laughs> but We're I can't just get it. honest. Huh? I, I can't get it though. I can't get it either. They say just lift this one slide, lift this one slide, and then you do it together and you just move yeah. no i that's feel a like lie. i look too mechanical yeah i am too well i finally figured out how to loosen up a little bit i'm getting there i'm getting looser okay i've been trying to do more yoga to loosen my body because i'm always stiff every time i go to the um dentist i have uh implants and uh, they have to do x-rays in my mouth mm-hmm. and they put this machine on me it touches my shoulders mm-hmm. and Every time, without fail, the nurse always says, okay, just relax your, your shoulders. And I always go, I am relaxed. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're incredibly tense. Just relax. I'm like, I'm as relaxed as I can be. I just think I'm naturally always tense. Do you get massages? No. You should get a massage. I probably should. I have something called the Theragun, and it's like a little massage. It's amazing. But you got to do it to yourself. You can't like... Well, yeah, that's true. Lay down and just... Uh, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll hit up South County Mall and... Go sit in one of them chairs. Spend no, go ten like, bucks for like twenty minutes. Oh no, no, no! Spend no, like no. fifty bucks and go to like a massage envy or massage lux. Oh um, yeah, a little or, spa day. Or we could do a Hardy and Sons spa day. I'm not opposed to that. Not <laughs> Can opposed we do a podcast while getting massages? So let me, uh, seeing as we're not going to talk about anything this episode, <laughs> yeah. uh, like six or seven years ago. Well, I guess eight or nine years ago. Yeah, I went to massage envy. And I got a massage. Mm. And then I, d- I did another one. Yeah. A few months later. And then, like, two years later, I hadn't two got a massage. Years. And I get a call from them. Yeah, like this. And they were like, hey, do you want to come in and get a massage? And I'm like, I, I don't. Like, this was in the, the beginning days of Boom. Like, I didn't have a ton of money. And I'm like, yeah. you know, uh, I don't. And they're like, you have a bunch of free ones. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, you signed up for the membership two years ago and you've never gotten any of your massages <laughs> it's like what and they're like yeah you have 
it had been like two and a half years. They're like you have, <laughs> and you get one a month. They're like you have oh twenty four hour long massages, just waiting. And oh. and I was like, well, can I cancel my membership? They're like, yeah, but you'll lose all twenty four massages. <laughs> so I started going like every other week. Yeah, but as you go every other week to do twenty four. I'm still earning more massages in there. <laughs> when and will so this end? There was a period of like six months where I got a massage like every week. Oh my uh, it goodness! It was just a killer routine. Yeah, and it was this. T- <laughs> yeah. It was this taste of like this lavish lifestyle. Of like, oh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday afternoons, I get my massage. I like that. And there, there were things like I don't like my legs touched. Like I, it makes I'm ticklish. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. And there's times where like. They're like, oh, you've got a knot here. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> just rub my shoulders. I just want to relax. I'm not asking you to fix anything. Oh, in I'd me. be, get the glutes, get my buttocks. See, I'm, uh, don't, don't Hammer touch. Hammer the buttocks. Don't touch. Don't uh, touch waist, the buttocks? Waist down, leave me alone. Oh, man. If they, That's if, where all the, all, shoulders and all arms, the stress man. is. All the knots are in the buttocks. Yeah, but I'm. In the hammies. Yeah, but I'm ticklish. And, and that's an intimate thing for me. You don't let them go for the feet? Oh, absolutely not. Oh man, that's just not enjoyable. You're to missing me. out. See, I understand the value in it. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, like releasing the tension and like lactic acid. You just have a really help. tight lower half and a really relaxed upper half. That's right probably... after you're getting those massages, what'd that look like, body language wise? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a I'm a, a slump of a man. You were like, uh, I, well, this doesn't work, but I was thinking of a piece of butter. That was half put in the microwave. Like, if there was a microwave where you just slid down the shield and it didn't cut through it. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, like, I gotcha. Half was melted and the other half was yeah, frozen. Yeah, that's me. That's me post-massage. Yeah. And that's a very happy me. I'm happy being the half stick of melted butter. Yeah. It's fine. I like that. That's you should, awesome. You should, you should get a massage sometime. I will. Uh, uh, I'll do the wrist ankles and and feet i'll do the the hardy's massage so we've got some great ideas coming up for some live shows yes and i've got some things to tell you about some progress that's been made for a couple of venues yes Um, yes 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 yes, but as we brainstorm different places i do think live from us both getting massaged (laughs) i think that's on the table get a couple couples massage side (laughs) by side we'll just hang the microphone because it's an hour-long massage correct yeah so we so just it, say for that sh- hour, we're it'll be a short podcast. episode. <laughs> Do you mind if we read a chapter of the Hardy Boys and then podcast about it as we're getting massaged? We're just like, in this chapter, <laughs> Joe and her. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Don't touch my feet. Don't touch my legs. Uh, we've talked a lot so far today about separating uh, work from the man. Yeah. Uh, from the artist. And you said... That oh, yeah. the original book. So, so today we're talking. We're comparing. Oh yeah, yeah. Nineteen twenty. Here's a good connective version? tissue. Uh, I think it was twenty-seven. Check that copyright. Um, but an early nineteen twenties version that was rewritten in the the book that we read was rewritten in the fifties. Um, these sort of common ones. Nineteen twenty-seven. Yeah, we are correct. And and the book that we read uh, for the main season uh, was a 1959 rewrite. But what that means is this whole time we've been talking about uh, Charles Leslie McFarland yeah. and his headspace and stuff yeah. and what went into these books. But 
in your one brief text yeah. about it, it's wildly different. It is a shame. As I was reading this, that's all I could think of was we have been getting into his headspace, but it's not his. So it is he, 100% the person who rewrote this. So he wrote a good book. Charles Leslie McFarlane oh, yeah. wrote a good book. The first chapter of this, I was just like, there is so much tension. He paints a beautiful picture of this scenery. I know what everything looks like. And this is amazing. My problem is this book here is a sophisticated children's book. That book there is for two-year-olds. Okay. Like, they strip this down so much. There are so many words in here that I'm just going through. Like, I don't know what the heck this means. This is a good word. Okay. In that, well, yeah, we'll have some truculence every now and then. Yeah. Uh, But besides that, I feel like they really dumbed down the 50 standards. I believe it. It's sad. It really is. I was... So, some of my initial questions for you before we start coming through. Oh, yeah. We're going to dive in, Uh, baby. In the original... Mm Mm-hmm. Is Lem Billers back? Okay, so not yet. Okay, I'm. Uh, You're. You said like a third of the way through. I'm sixty something pages in. Uh, I I was gonna actually finish this, but I didn't start it until yesterday, so it was uh, not enough time. But there are a few things that are different. Um, but no, no Lem Billers. As of now, we are mainly with the Hardy Boys. Yeah. We are with the Hardys, Chet, uh, Jerry Gilroy, and Biff Hooper. Okay. For the first three chapters. And then. Because in the new two one, and, or they the wrote, next two they is wrote just Jerry the Hardys. Out. Yeah, they wrote Jerry out. Because they were just four of them, two on each motorcycle. Yeah. But Jerry's there now. Yes. How did, how did Jerry get there? Was there discussion? Jerry was there from the very beginning. But was there any discussion of how they were on motorcycles or anything? Did Jerry have a third motorcycle? Okay, so there was... Getting ahead of Both us? the Hardy Boys have a motorcycle yeah. and Chet has a motorcycle. Okay. So there is one funny scene that happens, uh, and we'll get to that. Okay. Involving the motorcycles and how many people you could fit on this motorcycle. <laughs> okay. Uh, one last question, and then I'm going to let you drive. Oh, yeah, I'll drive. Is it as telescope centric as the rewrite i hate to tell you this sean it is there is not one mention of a telescope (gasps) there's not a single mention of a telescope nor our best episode a landslide there's no landslide landslide. they added (laughs) they added the telescope they added the landslide i mean it's ridiculous oh my word also Every one of our favorite people as of now has a different name. Snapman? There is no Snapman. Oh, my God. Well, take it away, man. I, I, I'm, this is a podcast, so you can't see this. I'm literally, <laughs> I've moved to the I edge of my seat. I was shaking as I was reading this. I'm I, just like, what is going I'm on? This is agitated. Let's, <laughs> let's dive in. Chapter one. Chapter one. Haunted house. Okay. So we're Natural. with the boys immediately. Like, didn't uh, the original book start off with them uh, asking their dad, and their dad's like, hey. Yes. The dad is talking about this man, Felix Snapman, setting up the idea of smugglers. Yeah. None of that. Literally, 
The, 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 the rewrite starts with, so, this is the first sentence of the book, so you boys want to help me on another case? Here's some exposition. Yep. This one starts off with three powerful motorcycles sped along the shore road that leads from the city of Bayport, skirting Barmet Bay on the Atlantic coast. It was a bright Saturday morning in June, and although the city sweltered in heat, cool breezes blew in from the bay. Okay. All right. I like this. That's painting a picture. It's a hot summer day. These boys are on their motorcycles. Yeah, I don't think we get any of that sort of... Like, I think we were asking what uh what the weather was for some of these things as they're swimming and disrobing oh, and yeah. stuff like that and yeah what's going on is this cold what what are the uh, conditions so the boys are they're riding along and they're riding along <laughs> here comes the meat wagon you know new guys in the corner puking his brains out paramedic comes out oh, oh my god. god that's tommy boy for the listeners who don't know they should know they should definitely know okay so it is, like I said, Jerry, Biff, um, and they, with Chet and the Hardy Boys, it's a Saturday morning. They have nothing to do, so they decide that, uh, basically, let's go visit the haunted house. Palooka's place? Palooka. Will you spell that for me? P-O-L-U-C-C-A. Palooka's place. It's Palooka's place. Which, it's not the old pilot place anymore. No, and they just called it the haunted house. Yep. And in in the original, I'm sorry, I, we did this the last time too when we were doing the comparisons where I kept saying original meaning the rewrites. I know, but it's I meant confusing. like the original book that we read. Sorry, in the 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 rewrite, the common circulation, they like the only reason they're at Pilot Place is because. There's a good view from that cliff where you can yeah. see up and down. Like so, they're not. It just happens to be near Pallet Place, right? Like they're just on the ground. I forgot to look about that. Yeah, the they were, yeah, they didn't yeah. target like, hey, let's go to the old Pallet Place and learn about the old Pallet Place. Yeah. See, that's what's cool about this is it's a bunch of boys who are bored on the weekend who they're like, let's go break into this old scary house because yeah. they're supposed to be ghosts. I'm trying to decide if Palooka. You He's Italian. Know. You already know it is. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Nothing has been... Well, okay, one small thing has been mentioned on the owner and Mr. Palooka, uh, but nothing insanely racist towards Italians. We do Yet. have something uh, with Asians, kind of. Okay. Uh, there's just a, a racist term that's used um, to describe a slant in a... Uh, board interesting so we'll well, get to that we'll get to that uh another interesting thing is so they're writing and it says um where do we go from here and uh joe that was joe asking and frank said oh we're gonna go this way blah 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 and joe responds you're the leader we'll follow you so it clearly sets up that frank is the leader of the gang well yeah and he is much, much older at 16. Yeah, as to Joe's, to Joe's 15. 15. So and I the, thought that was interesting, though, that they called out the dynamic of, oh, well, he's clearly the leader. Yeah. I like or at that. least for this ride. For this Well, no. All in all, Joe. Joe said, you're the boss. You're the man. You're the and, big guy. And in the rewrite, Joe is stupid the whole time. Yeah, that's very true. It would true. make sense that he would be stripped of leadership opportunity. Yeah. 
yeah, Joe's the, Joe's real dumb. Frank's the one in the in the rewrite who like sees the cap and goes inside to look at it and all this oh, stuff. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, Joe's the idiot. Yeah. Frank's yeah. a good leader. Frank is a good leader. He's always well in the first book he fell into space, hit his head. Hasn't been the same since. Or was that Joe? I don't know. Pretty sure it was Frank. I think it was Frank too. Yeah, yeah. Frank's been different since that situation. Yet they still let him be uh the boss. Let's see. Where am I at? Where am I at? What is it? Joe, Joe toppled, toppled over the railing in his face. Yeah. I was wrong. Okay. So at that moment, yeah, that made Frank the leader. <laughs> Poor Joe. He's been listening to the ground ever since he fell into space. <laughs> just had his ear to the ground. <laughs> Telling you something happened. He went through a wormhole and he just has not been normal since. Still, I, I, I grabbed the first uh, book, uh, The Tower Treasure. Yeah. It's the newest, newest version. With cover illustration by Brian Edward Miller, and I still want to get him on the podcast. Oh, I would love to do that. That would be amazing. We need to get some cool so, guests. So, Mr. Miller, if you're listening. Of course he's listening. I mean, everyone uh, listens. We're the number one Hardy Boys podcast yeah. in, in all of America. All of the world, I would say. Hit us up on, on Instagram. It's Hardy and Sons Podcast on Instagram. Uh, or go to our website, hardyandsonspodcast.com. Where we have awesome merch. I believe the majority of the shirts are nineteen ninety nine. That's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. We're not making a lot of profit on that <laughs> because we want None you to have at it. all. We made a mug uh, for Brett Hoy. I believe he purchased it. Did he not? Uh, I don't know. He should have. We'll find. He out. said he wanted that mug, and we specifically made it. We'll if there a, are certain things we'll that people want, if there's ideas for merch, send them our way. Maybe we'll put it up there. Yeah, we're not opposed. <laughs> the the barrier. <laughs> To entry for our merch is very low. That's very true. Yeah, we made a world's worst dad mug. Oh, that's what it was. Um, is what what Brett after wanted? after like because chapters was like, nineteen and twenty. Yeah, Brett was like he understood what a bad father Fenton Hardy is. <laughs> yeah, world's greatest detective, world's worst dad. Um, and so we made a, a world's worst dad mug. I love that. Um, okay, so we're back in. They're talking about the man's name is. Felix Palooka. Okay. Right? And the idea is... Uh, and hang on real quick. Yeah. That's the, like, the proprietor of this house? Yes. Who has passed away? Yes. Okay. Murdered. Okay. Murdered. Yeah. So there is... So Felix Pollitt... Yeah. Was Felix Palooka. Exactly. Gotcha. Though, there is no mention... And I am on page 63. We've already met the farmers and everything. There's not one mention of a nephew. Okay. So that's not in there at all. So right now, a total mystery as to who's behind whatever. I'm assuming it's smuggling. Does smuggling happen in Smuggling this? does happen. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, it comes up way differently, though. Right. It's not thrown in our face through Fenton Hardy. It okay. comes up naturally. That's weird. Okay. So there are cool switches. choice for an author to make. You're darn tootin'. Leslie, uh, we're so sorry. <laughs> yeah, Leslie, you've been, uh, you've been butchered, my friend. So they're talking about uh, the Palooka place. It's an old stone house on the top of the hill. Who is Palooka? Who was Palooka, you mean, interjected bum, bum, Frank. Bum. He used to live there, but he was murdered. And that's why the place is supposed to be haunted? Reason enough, isn't it? So, yes, he was 
murdered six months ago. Oh, fresh. So they are going to visit because they hear all these stories of people who say like, oh, yeah, I was driving my motorcycle and uh, there was a storm and I was looking for shelter and I saw someone standing in the uh, the top oh. of the place and I saw a shadow and it disappeared. I went inside, went up the stairs and there was no one in those rooms. I couldn't even find that room. So the idea is it's an old haunted place. A bunch of weird things happen. We already know why. We've read the books. It's smugglers or yeah. in hidden rooms and things like yeah. that. Um, but but so the house already has a reputation. It has the reputation of this. In the, in the rewrite, yeah. they're just at Pollitt Place. Yeah. And then when they hear a man scream and they go to investigate, then they're like, oh, it must be ghosts. But that's like yeah. the first time we've heard anything about yeah, being no, haunted. Yeah, no, there was no mention of it being haunted. That's this, a reasonable conclusion. The first chapter, especially, it's called The Haunted House. Yeah, that makes sense. They build it up to where it's like, I can see why these boys acted this way. Mm-hmm. I can see why they grabbed their and, telescope and chain. And they're 15 and, and 16. <laughs> yeah, and they're 15 and 16. And they didn't bring a telescope. Well, also, it there's different scenery. So all of this is leading up to a giant storm. So when they go into the house for the first time, it is a massive storm going on. Okay. See, so that's such good. There's amazing writing. imagery in this, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, this first chapter, I was like, "Now this is some good old school Scooby Doo." Like this How is what the Hardy Boys should read? be. Uh, six. Okay. So I ended up with um, them finding the farmers, the wife and the husband hogtied. And Jones is gotcha, gone. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. Pretty decently. Okay. Pretty decent chunk. Um, so, Joe keeps calling Felix. Apparently, he was a miser. So, he was just someone who hoarded money. Just never put it in the bank or anything. The reasoning was Felix Palooka always said he wouldn't trust the banks, put in Biff Hooper. But if he had any money, I don't know where he made it, for he didn't work at anything. And he... Uh, and he mighty seldom came into the city. So the idea was maybe he inherited it, maybe, um, but no one knows where he got his money. No one knows if anyone's living there now. It was supposed to be abandoned after he died. So it's just this huge mystery they're they're uh, setting up. Okay. What do you got? Nothing. I was okay. Thought she had something sweet for me. No, it, it, it's sweets. one of those situations where. It's it's not unlike Cayude. Oh, yeah. But I looked up miser just now because yeah. I wasn't familiar with the term, and it means exactly what you said it means. Okay, good. Good. I was wondering if it was a word they used in the book, mm-hmm. and it had like racial undertones to it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not, not yet. We'll get into those racial undertones. Of course we will. Proceed, my friend. Um. So let's see. I have certain things highlighted, and I don't remember why. Um, Is there anyone living there now? The others shook their heads. Uh, No one has lived there since the murder, and I don't think anyone ever will, said Frank Hardy. The house is too far out of the way, for one thing, and then the stories that have been going around. Well, I won't say I believe any place is haunted, but the Palooka place is certainly strange. There There have been queer lights seen there at night, on stormy nights particularly, and once, here's the motorist, and once a motorist had broken near there, said he went into the house for help. He didn't know anything about the history of the place. He got the scare of his life. And then they go into that whole story I already said. Yeah. 
Uh, but that is on page five. It is already introducing. They're not even there yet. They're driving to the place. It's still just, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, it's amazing. Is, you know what foreshadowing is? Uh, not a good according literary to the, device. <laughs> I was going to say, not according to these books. Now I don't know what foreshadowing is. Honestly, in, the, in this rewrite, <laughs> page two, they say, hey, Felix Snapman's been smuggling. Now why don't you waste 100 pages proving me right Yeah, and saving me? Well, here we go. I want you to start at the bottom of six in the, the underline. Yeah, here. yeah. The murder of Felix Palooka had been particularly brutal. Mm-hmm. He was an old Italian, (laughs) suspected, as Frank said, of being a miser. He was very eccentric in his ways, and most people considered that he was not quite sound mentally. Be that as it may, Bayport was shocked one morning to learn that the old man had been found dead in the kitchen of his house, his body riddled with bullets. The motive, apparently, was robbery, for although it was a popularly believed that the old man possessed a great deal of money that he kept with him in the house, it was never found in spite of the most diligent search. This was the gloomy history of the place that the Hardy Boys and their chums were now about to visit and explore. To add to the atmosphere of excitement that had possessed them from the moment the old house was mentioned, as they drew closer to the cliff, the sun retired behind a cloud, Mm. and the sky gradually became darker. Yeah, dude. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's not bad for That's a children's beautiful. book, too. That is good. That's, That's nice writing. I, you know Bad Boys 2, right? Oh, yeah, the best. I think every movie I ever do has the Bad Boys 2 shot where, you know, things just got real. I'm changing a certain word. Uh, where they stand up and the camera circles around and like makes that low angle. parallax. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I do that and everything. So yes, oh yes, I live by bad boys too. I just think of like and some skittles after Martin Lawrence shoots uh, Johnny Tappy in the head. Yeah, say that's how you shoot <laughs> from now on. That's how you shoot. <laughs> and as I'm reading this, that's book, I'm how like, you write. That's how you write. <laughs> uh, it's good. So, so do you want me to read this last little highlighted part here? Maybe. I don't know what I highlighted. So Frank glanced up. Although the sky had been bright and clear when they left Bayport, clouds had gathered in the east, and it was plain that a storm was gathering. Looks as if we'll have to go into the Palooka place, whether we want to or not, he called out to the others. Okay, yeah. It's going to rain. So that's what I like. They're, the boys are on their motorcycle. They were just going to go look at the house or do something. Now they're forced to go inside because they need shelter. And that's an interesting... Uh, like sign of the times. Yeah, we're like if you and I were walking someplace and it was and it started to rain, we wouldn't be like, oh, we'll go into this house. Here's a house. Since it's raining, we'll go into the house. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't you don't just go into the house. Well, you I stand mean, in the I, rain. There was uh, so there's McBride homes there now, but there used to be this old house. It was like. Grant, maybe his like wife's sister's house or something. Okay, um, but it was hidden in the woods behind Afton Athletics. Yeah, okay. And I remember being a kid and hearing about it, and we went there on a night, snuck in, and went inside. Unfortunately, it was turned into a party house, so there was like heroin needles everywhere. So it wasn't as cool. No, uh, but yeah, when you hear stories about old houses like this, oh yeah. But but you, you no, bet no. your bottom buck you're breaking in. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah, but the idea of like 
it's raining, so we better go inside whatever house is closest. I like that. I like that idea too. That's, that's a that's 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 the way America should be. I'm yeah. just gonna say it. When America was great, which is why I'm starting to think I I'd... always leave all the doors to our house unlocked. <laughs> Sean lives at <laughs> ninety six thirty eight. Um, Palooka Drive. <laughs> Look for the body with Look the Look for the Italian man. He'll be waving his arms like his countrymen. <laughs> Gesturing wildly. I do live in the Italian neighborhood. You do, dude. I do. You're an Italian district. I told the story on the podcast about my haircut, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. we finally got Luigi. to it after like four episodes. That's right. Okay. We tried very hard. Um, Let's see. Nothing much to see around here for so they're in the house at this point. You're, you're skipping okay, looking for highlights Yeah, I'm here. going to the end. So they make it into the house. Like, There's all this imagery of them going through these... Um, uh, they went down a roadway until at last a rusty iron gate barred their progress. Uh, so they... Man. Oh, yeah. Frank kicks the gate open, and the rusty chains just break and fall, and then they just ride in. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. There are so many things in in this already that, as producers, yeah, I'm instantly picturing. Yeah, that's what I'm just, like. You shoot that from down low, from the other side of the gate. You're darn just kicking straight into camera. Yep, and you have gate this, swings open. These lightning bolts, lightning stri- like oh yeah, like the Back to the Future up in the sky. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful imagery. You I see the color palette too. I think it's my turn yeah. to do the art. Yes, it is. But I've. I'm not trying to pass the buck here. I would love it. I just got a bunch of new paper for uh, watercolors. Yeah, I feel like this this is for you. Oh yeah, I'm you're, I'm gonna make some dumb cartoon. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna create a work of art. I'm gonna make Daddy proud. <laughs> <laughs> gonna make it Daddy proud. I'm gonna make you proud. 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 What make is that? Daddy proud. Oh, okay, dude. I was wow. I was gonna do that at the live show. <laughs> If we talked about uh, parents, I was going to say, Dad, stand up and take a bow. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, were we not just talking about Austin Powers Gold Member? No, I was not. Oh. I was talking... make Daddy proud? I thought you were doing a Dr. Evil. No, I was doing uh, Tom Green (laughs) from Freddy Got Fingered. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Gonna make a Daddy proud? Proud, proud. And they have that big scene, and then he just like honks at somebody and... Yeah, Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut. Indeed. I think about Harlan Williams on that mini half pipe breaking his arm <laughs> all the time. Anytime I step on a skateboard, that imagery is in my head. Yeah. Yeah, that movie sticks, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like Jerry, like Jerry Maguire. It sticks. It's an obscure line from Jerry. I don't I never run. saw Jerry Maguire. I stick. You okay. never saw Jerry Maguire? No. It's a great film. You should check it that's out. That's what I've heard. Yeah. You like it. Okay. Yeah, it's not just to show you the money. Like it's a good movie. Yeah, uh, but if you want to see the it's best no of Jerry Maguire, but it's some of Cuba Gooding's best. I work. love Snow Dogs. I've never seen it either. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I have a um, <laughs> what are those? What are those called? The in uh, uh, movie theaters, they're like small little uh, posters that light up. It's like the they go in the marquee. I forget what the actual name oh, for it is, but I have one for Snow Dogs. Like a sort of a translucent poster, yeah. Sort of thing. Okay. The thin little ones that go in. It says now playing, and then you oh, just yeah, yeah. look and say, "Oh, there's my movie. It's in theater seven. Yeah, I got one for Snow Dogs. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. I love Snow Dogs. One of the first movies I ever stole. My aunt had all these VHSs. 
and she had multiple copies of them. And I saw that she had like three copies of the Power Rangers and two copies of Snow Dogs. I said, not anymore, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I cried on the way home because I was like, I can't believe I stole. <laughs> and you were giving me trouble about the batteries. Well, I didn't return them. And I didn't tell my aunt. She still doesn't know. I have right. those copies. So it's- Snow Dogs had an orange cassette. Like, I'm not going to steal that. That's okay. That's you never thing. see that. Well, oh, the batteries man. was ridiculous. You stole- Colored cassettes. You didn't even steal them. I'm trying to think of what. There was a a red cassette for something. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That, just, that just took me right back. I forgot yeah, all about there, that. There's a few red cassettes. It's a few they, clear. They used to do also the tape itself. Uh, I've seen them different colors. Mm-hmm. I miss that. That's theatrics. Now I just stream stuff. Oh, I know. Like a chump. Like a chump, yeah. yeah stream you, you're terrible. buying Blu-rays. Yeah, and that's how you watch things. Which are blue, though, right? Well, of course they're blue. The that's entire cool. picture is blue. No, I meant the disc. Oh, the disc? Like, we're talking about colored VHS tapes. Yeah. I'm saying a Blu-ray disc is actually blue, right? On the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. They've got a great surface. Oh, I love a Blu-ray. I can stare at a Blu-ray for hours. They're amazing. <laughs> Best format we've had since film. That's, I've heard you say that. Because I still... I that came up. I have uh, a bunch of old school Super 8s of, like, Abbott and Costello short films. <sighs> They're beautiful. I just saw that the new Apple TV Plus... Okay. Has the high? Have you heard of Apple TV Plus? No, they just released their own Netflix. Oh, okay, that's what with, it is. With, with the Jason Momoa shows. show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, C yeah. Is on there. Um, M Night Shyamalan's Servant is on there, and if you haven't seen a preview for that, it's oh, it looks trippy. I just saw a um, like a cover image of it on IMDb. I was yeah. like, oh, Shyamalan Ding Dong is doing something else. I got to check it out. But yeah. I haven't watched the uh, trailer or anything yet. Um, I digress. The reason I brought this up is it just uh, apparently Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. has the highest bit rate for 4K at 29 uh, megabits per second. And I was blown away by that. I'm like, that's huh. such a low bit rate. Yeah. How is that the highest? How is that? <laughs> like, you- I have no idea there. I'm pretty like, sure you Netflix can... has the the post production alliance. Yeah, have you seen that? The post production alliance? No. There, there's something now where cameras and software can be approved by the Netflix. They have like standards for color depth and bitrate and stuff like that. And okay. the uh, Panasonic S1 that just came out mm-hmm. um, is like the first mirrorless camera to be given. This Netflix uh, standard, so you can you can shoot, yeah. a program for Netflix the, with this camera. They were strictly on red for a long time, yeah, like a hundred percent. It now, just had to be finished in four K. Yeah, so now they have this whole set of standards, and so yeah. But with all that, I'm shocked that twenty nine megabits per second is the highest bit rate for four uh, K on. Any yep. of the streaming services. That's, That's also uh, you can monitor on uh, the PS3 how many bit rates are playing per second mm-hmm. on Blu-rays, and it's usually sitting between twenty-three to twenty-eight. Interesting. Yeah. So they're lower end. Yeah. But you know, I think a lot of people don't want to shell out for a fifty gig Blu-ray for Loom, a thirty-minute short film, a high-res four-four-four uh, ProRes. Mm-hmm was 300 gigs yeah so a lot yeah that ain't fitting on a blu-ray no one day it will but i will say and nor nor do you want to stream that was amazing 
I sent that to a post house in Toronto. They made a DCP of it. Oh, man. Watching it in the theater, I was just like, oh, this actually looks good. This looks like a movie. Nice. They killed it. I like, still haven't seen seeing it. something without it. compression is amazing. It's when you're so used to watching a compressed version of something and then you see it in its actual purest it's form, glory. you're just like, "Oh, dude. That's a good camera." Speaking of its full glory. Yes. We should get back to the book. We should get back to the book. You're right. Okay. So they're in the house and it ends uh the chapter haunted house ends with at that moment there was a startling well, I'm going to read the whole thing. Where shall we go next? Said Chet. Nothing much to see around here, said Frank, disappointed. They're inside the house, by the way. It's just an ordinary, dirty, old, deserted house. Let's explore upstairs anyways. At that moment, there was a startling interruption. A weird shriek uh, rang out from the upper part of the haunted house. Chapter 2, The Storm. You okay. seen how chapter 1 ended on this bad boy? Yeah. Help, hurry, help came an agonized cry. So not just a shriek, but someone requesting oh, actually, assistance. Re- yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. It is just... Uh, so the next chapter, chapter two, the storm, that shriek was the most fearful and uncanny sound the boys had ever heard. There was a diabolical malignance about it, like the scream Ooh. of some bloodthirsty animal. Yet there was no mistaking the fact that it was uttered by a human being. Good. Good God. Lord. <laughs> Leslie. You Leslie. done it. You can write, my friend. So they hear this, and then Jerry's just like, I'm getting out of here. With that, he heads to the door. Me too, declared Biff Hooper, and Chet Morton followed him as they rushed for the door. What's the big idea? Asked Frank, standing his guard. Let's stay and find out what this is all about. So the boys are hearing this, and they are like, I'm out. And Frank I is like... gotta go. And I'm just like, I know why Biff's gotta go. Yeah, Biff's got a date. Biff's got that date. Who is she? Sean? Biff ain't got that date. Of course not. That's just another thing of like the 50s standards of like, when you have a date, you make sure you make it. Yeah. It was just like, don't preach to these kids. Waiting. Yeah, you never leave them waiting, even if you just got hit by a rock during a landslide. Don't even clear off that the road for the next motorists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good God. I mean, this thing's just... So chapter two is called The Storm. The Storm. So they're in the house now, and the storm has gotten violent. Now, this is somewhat like the landslide. Okay. Because as they're in the house, uh, spoiler, the rain starts really hitting the floorboards. And they're locked in a room, and the ceiling caves in. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay. And the idea is they're locked in the room, so they're picking up parts that fell. For some reason, there's rocks. So they're picking up the rocks, trying well, to break stone down. Door. Oh, that's right. Good memory. Thank you. I always imagined a wood house. I, I feel I like I read that it's a stone house. Well, looking at the, the illustration on the front of the rewrite, it is a wooden house. It's a log cabin yeah. up there. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, making it a stone house is entirely different. Oh, yeah. Um, they killed it with the stone house. Which is also less squeaky than a wooden house. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm curious uh, if the squeaks are in. I'm curious if they're going to go up the I mean, stairs like have, demonic rain children. Have, 
They're still gonna spin their heads 360 <laughs> degrees on the way up the stairs. Like the garage. What's that noise? Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't watch scary movies. Uh, okay. The Ring was the last scary movie I watched. Well, The Ring is like legitimately frightening. Yeah, that's a scary movie. I know. I stopped watching scary movies after that. <laughs> yeah, I have trouble watching Scary Movie Three. Me too. <laughs> it's scary. And I went. I went to the theaters <laughs> to see it. And and I told myself like this will be good because I've been scared for three years now of The Ring. Yeah, and they're gonna make fun of it. That yeah, it'll make fun of it. It'll make and all it did was remind me of things <laughs> I had forgotten, like the whole water chasing people, yes, and like that dude. being sort of a, a harbinger or an omen. Yeah, and yeah, like I was like, this no 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, it is terrifying. Okay, so essentially they hear this. We've had enough digressions, but after we're off podcast, yeah, remind me to tell you my ring story. Is it a good one? That's all. It's it's just it, the the movie affected me several different ways. Having only seen it once, yeah, I feel like if you don't tell it, there's people ways. at home right now who are like, "I'm gonna be really upset if I don't hear this story." You, you know gotta what? tell it. You know what? I want them to follow up at one of our upcoming more intimate live shows. I like that. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. do a series of shows that aren't the big production that yeah. our, our season finale live it's show It's a normal was. episode. It's a normal episode, but we're just going to open it up to the public. But we're not really going to publicize it. We're going to mention it on the podcast so that our listeners can be aware of it. Yeah. Um, they will be poorly scheduled and difficult <laughs> to attend. <laughs> but but we think fans will show up. So Yeah, we'll get one. If you're, if you're listening and you want to hear... Uh, the Ring story. The, the three different ways that The Ring affected me uh, are the three different situations where The Ring... Uh, had a negative impact yeah. on my life. Uh, just ask at the live show. Yeah, and if you want, go ahead and uh, record yourselves. Like, if you, anyone out there has uh, some ring stories, go ahead and record them, send them in, and maybe we'll feature it uh, on a podcast. Maybe it'll be a break or something. Yeah, there's. I'll send a link out somewhere. I don't know how to send a link out. No, it um, does. But we can accept audio submissions now because we switched our hosting to Anchor, yep. which, spoiler alert, spoiler. when we take a break in a minute... I think we're going to do a real ad for Anchor. Oh, I like this. And I'll explain why in the ad. But yeah. Is I'm this excited. foreshadowing? Is this this uh, writer's technique you told me about? No. Are we not foreshadowing to an ad? No, no, no. But I mean, we're going to have an ad. It'll be a real ad. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more me asking your permission subtly on the actual podcast recording yeah. to... Would you be cool making a genuine ad? Yeah, it would be cool making a genuine ad. Are you kidding me? Well, let's proceed. We're sponsored now. Proceeding. So the boys are out. They get scared. They run out of the house. um, Into the storm. Into the storm. And uh, Frank is upset about this. Obviously. And he just goes, well, Joe and I are going back. That's settled, declared Frank. We want to get to the bottom of this mystery. Mysteries are your meat, observed Biff. Which I just thought, mm. Mm, yeah. Mm. Comparing mysteries and food, like you just nailed what the Hardy Boys are. It's also a great T-shirt. <laughs> mysteries, mysteries are your meat. Are your meat? Yeah, I like that a lot. It could be our meat too. We could change it. Mysteries Mystery. are our meat. Mystery meat. Oh, dude. Yeah, we got right a T-shirt. Whatever it is, one yeah. of them. Uh, that's in there. So. It's hard to turn these old 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 pages. pages. They've got a lot of diversity. Old wooden ships. 
Um, okay, so here's my favorite line. So he says, mysteries are your meat. And then it goes into like a page of describing who the Hardy Boys are, how they work for their father, who their father is. And then we get back to that scene. Mysteries are your meat. I'd rather tackle a good mystery than eat, laughed Frank. And I thought, no, you wouldn't. No, you, wouldn't. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> you Why doesn't the kid. 50s know this? Yeah. Why does every time you go out on a mystery to search, you say, well, no, it's snack break. It seems like you only go to mysteries to or like eat. In the, in the heat of a foot chase, you're <laughs> yeah. pulling pretzels out of your pocket. Yeah, chocolate and pretzels yeah, and is... all of this. Oh, God. So um, uh, they decide the storm is coming. It's pouring down. Mm-hmm. And now they realize, oh, the motorcycles. Uh, they left their motorcycles outside. In the rain. In the rain. So... Um, Old Chet, or I'm sorry, Joe goes, oh, I saw a shed near the house. We can put the bikes undercover. So they take their motorcycles and put them under this shed next to the house. Okay. Wink, wink. You're going to put it in an area that there's probably a tunnel that leads to, which maybe someone wants to go in and tamper with and steal some tools. Oh. Yeah, before they were hidden in brush, um, just kind of like Fenton did with his car. But yeah, they just put them next to brush. No, I kind of forgot that. In, in the in the original, they weren't hidden in the brush. They weren't hidden oh, at yeah. all. Yeah, they, they were, were just, just out. They were just yeah, out the telescope. Out. Yeah, yeah. When they went back, <laughs> the telescope. <laughs> God, I cannot believe they shoehorned the entire telescope <laughs> yeah, I know. thing in. So many chapters featuring oh, this geez. telescope, and it was just because, I guess, in the fifties they were even bigger. Because, I guess that's when uh, space travel and. In 59, that's when things started getting interesting in the idea of... That's true. And in the 20s, you're trying to buy food. You're not trying to buy a telescope. Yeah, that's very it's true. It's unrelatable. Yeah. This mysteries are your meat thing. That's, <laughs> yeah. re- that's relatable. That's good stuff. Mysteries are your meat. You're right. That's got to be a shirt. I want to buy it. Um, so they're putting the, uh, the bikes under the shed. Um, Chet took off his cap, which was drenched drenched and tried to dry it out the others stood by a window looking out at the terrific downpour then came the second shriek it rang out suddenly at a time when none of the lads were talking and it was a replica of the first a quavering long drawn-out yell that seemed to freeze the blood in their veins is that the end of the chapter u-a-v-e-r-i-n-g quavering yeah quavering i don't know what that is me neither i said quav like suave. Well, I like the quavering. Yeah, quavering. <laughs> you said that nice. Thank you. I want is, this to be my ringtone. Is this quavering. the end of the chapter? No. Oh, but but that's, that was, that's a great line. I was going to say, like, that. the way you read it, the way you presented yeah. it, like, oh, yeah. there's just so many good beats in here. Yeah. And there's so many, in the rewrite, there's so many chapter endings that are like, okay, that wasn't how you end a chapter. That's very true. Um, so they're back in the, the house. They're in the du- the, this dusty kitchen. Uh, boys are looking at each other. Everyone I, stayed? Everyone stayed. Okay. Everyone's back in. They're kind of trapped at this point. They don't yeah. want to ride in the rain. Obviously. There's this shriek. Now Frank is like, we have got to figure out what's going on. Like, I'm not having any of this. So they go inside. Uh, I'm going to find out about this, he says. Me too, said Joe. Um, so they throw open the door uh they go into a certain room it's gloomy blah 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 nothing here said frank i'd like to find those stairs that yell came from the upper part of the house 
So Frank knows I heard it. It definitely came from a higher area. Okay. Uh, we're going to figure out how to get up there. So uh, they make their way across the room. Outside, they could hear the sweep of the rain and the steady rumblings of thunder, for the storm was now at its height. Here's the racist thing. I don't <laughs> know if I should read that. You know, read it. Uh, well, I, I, I you know, it's definitely racist. That's a, I don't know if this was an old term that was deviated to Asians, but through the chinks of the boards uh, over the window, they could occasionally see the lurid glare of lightning. Is that is that a normal term in the twenties uh, of like Because in my mind, I was like, "There's clearly racism." That's one of those old I, terms. I think. I, no, it, it's not. So, let's see here. Because there's also chinks in a chain. Yeah, you say the the, the but, chink in one's armor is a weak spot in someone's armor. Yeah, but this is the chinks of the boards. Can you have? Oh, I guess that's just a weak spot of the uh, yeah the floorboards. So it wasn't racist. I just made it racist. <laughs> I, I think you approached it cautiously. Yeah, which is the right way to read <laughs> this book. Yeah, that was one where I was like, oh, come on, Franklin, you're better than this. But yeah, that's right. Uh, chink means a crack or gap dating back to around 1400. Okay, sweet. That, that pleases me. Good for you, Franklin. Good writing, again. Or not Franklin, Leslie. Uh, suddenly, there was a blast of wind that seemed to shake the entire house. Wait a second. Uh, I'm just continuing to read here about oh, Chink no. and the Armor. Uh, while the phrase itself is innocuous, its use in contemporary times has caused controversy in the United States due to it including chink, a word that can also be used as an ethnic slur. Um, so while it's not rooted in that, the, By the society is having the same reaction you are of like, should we say chink? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Society's right. Society's always right. Yeah. That's not true, but they're right in this case. Uh, so there was a violent noise behind them. The boys jumped. The door behind them had been blown shut. So now they're locked in because the storm threw the door shut. Or we're assuming it was the storm. Maybe it was the smugglers. It doesn't clarify. Okay. But it just says gusts of winds. Now people are really freaked. Freaked. Yeah. All so right. run for your lives, yelled Frank. All right. Um, not, not a... Not a great signal from the leader. No, no, not the man who's like, we got to go back in, figure this out. Run for your lives! I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake. Uh, but no sooner were the words out of his mouth than there came a ripping, crackling sound from overhead. Immediately above them, a large part of the ceiling, disturbed no doubt by the vibrations of their feet as they ran into the hall, had given away. A wide crack that showed in the plaster quickly became wider, and then, with a terrific roar, half the hall ceiling came tumbling down upon the lads. Yikes. So there's our landslide. Yeah. Uh, they were buried in the dust and uh, the plaster that came upon them in such an avalanche that they were thrown to the floor. The splintering of wood and ominous crackling that followed indicated the more of the ceiling that more of the ceiling was about to go, and then came a roar even louder than the first as another avalanche of debris rolled down upon them. Was the Palooka house falling in? End of chapter? End of chapter. Nice. Yeah. Nice. End of chapter. So, already wildly different. Wildly in different. In so many ways. Yeah. Like and their, their intentions, the way what's that happening seems realistic. They reacted to the idea of it 
possibly being haunted. It was already set up that it was a haunted house. Now they're experiencing these weird shrieks. A house is falling on them. They're seeing weird things set in a storm. And like you're just set to be freaked out. And beyond that, for them to say it's a haunted house, people have seen haunted things. Yeah. And for Frank to be like, no, we're going to figure out this mystery mm-hmm. is him rising above all the gossip and being rise like, up. yeah. Him. <laughs> Rock flag and eagle. Rock flag and eagle. <laughs> um, but it's him saying, like, everyone else thinks this place is haunted. Yeah. I know there's got to be an explanation, and we are going to figure it out. Yeah. As we're in the rewrite, it's like, hey, we're by this old house, and then we heard a man scream and didn't find him, so it must be ghosts. <laughs> it's a total flip from from intelligent and composed to dumb. Yes. Um, but I, I did note that while this seems to be the landslide... Uh, in the landslide chapter, we do get one mention of, uh, let's see here, rocks and dirt loosened by recent heavy rainstorms were tumbling down the steep hillside at terrific oh. speed. So we do get one mention of there were recently storms that could cause a landslide. Yeah. That's all. That, that was the one Interesting. Yeah. nod Good. to a massive storm that has consumed <laughs> all of the book thus <laughs> yeah. far, the original. They've reduced to recent storms. <laughs> Dude, it's a butchering. Man, that's a, that's a it's, shame. It is a butchering. I told you, like, my heart sank reading this. We have two chapters left uh, that you've covered? Oh. You did you did four I, chapters? I had six. Oh, geez, and we're only done with two? Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back after, after our this first probably ad. ad. Yeah, we'll see. And we're back. And we're back. Um, and the boys are outside of the house. Yes. Okay. And they don't want to go back. We're no. back. They don't want to go back. Still raining. Still raining. They escaped um, the, the cave-in. They escaped the cave-in. Um, um, Frank goes, I'd like to find out what's wrong with the place. So Frank's on the fence again. He's still like, Come on. I'm scared. I'm out. We need to run for our lives. And now he's outside. He's like, we should probably we should go back in. The grass is always greener. Grass man. is always greener. And then Chet says one of my favorite things. Chet, I just imagined him standing there. He's stuffing his face with like marshmallows or something. And just, you couldn't drag me back in there with a team of horses, objected Chet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clear out. I've had enough. So um, so this this is consistent because in the, the rewrite, Chet was trying to get out of the haunted house. He, he did not want to oh, yeah. be climbing Chet around. Chet did not want to be in there. Yeah. Uh, for this one, Biff. And Jerry were even worse, but now Chet's finally speaking up. Are we in Chapter 3 now? We are in... Oh, Chapter 3. Empty toolboxes. Okay. I think I know what happens This whole thing again? Come on. Um, So... Does essentially the same thing happen? Yeah. They try to leave and... But in a a different way, and the boys kind of know what's going on. The boys are more self-aware of everything in this book. They're younger. They're they're smarter (laughs) and younger, yeah. Uh, so of course Frank again goes. We can at least stay in the shed until the rain goes over. Not on your life, declared Chet Morton. I'm going to put as much distance between little me and that haunted house as I can. That place gets on my nerves. I'm just like Chet. Yes, yes, being baby. assertive. Yes, owning it. So Chet is not having it. Um, the boys speak up too, and they're like. We're not having it. Jerry and Biff Hooper took their places, and in a few minutes, the three motorcycles drove slowly out of the shed and across the yard 
toward the lane. So they convince them, like, we're leaving. Yeah, we're done. This is terrible. But at that exact moment, it was then that they heard the laugh. So they're driving away. They're all driving away. They're like, okay, we're going to leave. From the haunted house came a harsh, mocking laugh that rang out in peals of uh, <laughs> derisive merriment. Derisive merriment. Yeah, I have no idea. Merriment. Merriment is just happiness. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. Merry. Merry mint. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But derisive is interesting. Derisive merriment. It continued for several seconds and could be heard quite plainly, even above the noise of the engines and the drumming of the rain on the roof. Did you hear someone laugh? Asked Frank. You bet I did, exclaimed Chet. And that does settle it. I'm leaving here right away. That was the most nerve-wracking laugh I ever heard in my life, declared Jerry. Let's get out of here. Queek! But they spelled quick, right? Um, (laughs) Somebody's playing a joke on us, Frank said angrily. I'm going back. Joke nothing. That place is haunted. Come on. So... (laughs) so Frank a little bit of an accent as he gets (laughs) agitated. My accent comes out when I'm angry. Frank, of course, he's stuck in the mindset of we aren't going to go back i don't know what i want in life i'm a hormonal teenager and i am flipping back and forth i don't want someone making fun of me blah 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 yeah so um they do they end up leaving um let's see so uh, when they reach the main road the boys turn their motorcycles in the direction of bayport and for more than five minutes the machines rocked and swerved as they sped along through the muddy ruts the boys were soaked to their skin and water dripped from their peaks of their cap into their eyes. The rain poured down with redoubled violence, and the others could uh, scarcely see Chet's machine through the misty downpour. So Chet is just miles ahead of them, essentially, on his motorcycle. So they can barely see Or it's Chet. just raining so hard that they... Oh, well, that and Chet is also just, like, not staying with the group. Not miles okay. ahead. Exaggeration. Yeah. But yes, he is far enough that the rain makes it impossible for them to see him. Uh, barely can make him out. Okay. Because he is does this, done does this with it. Call back to something? Are you leading up to something here? Uh, yeah, we're, we're okay. leading up to something. So um, essentially, they're driving and Chet's far ahead of them. And suddenly, his motorcycle began. Acting up, it Who, coughed, lurched, backfired explosively, and the engine died. What Chet's a fine motorcycle? time for a breakdown, Frank said. So Frank's oh Frank's motorcycle, Frank's okay. motorcycle has died. Okay. So the other boys are with them. There's three motorcycles. So Frank, Joe, and then Chet. Um, Frank and Joe both have Biff and um, Jerry. Jerry on each of their bikes. So. Um, his engine goes down. Gosh, aren't we lucky, explained uh, Joe, being sarcastic. There's a shed over at the side of the road. Bring it over under, or bring it under, and we'll, we'll figure it out. So they uh, notice that Chet has finally stopped and looked back and like, oh, uh, those guys aren't with me right now. Something must have happened. Um, but I guess th- there's a whole like joke that doesn't really make sense, but... Uh, Chet was like, it's this way, guys. And like, oh, that idiot thinks we're lost. We're not lost. Our motorcycle's broken down. But the rest of this chapter, 
is literally um, Chet comes back. The boys check. Their tools are gone. Same lines. My tools, they're gone. The boys crowded around. The toolbox was empty. Did you have them when you left Bayport, asked Joe. Of course I did. I never go anywhere without them. Why on earth could, uh, or who on earth could have taken them? You could have mine, offered Joe, going over to his own motorcycle. He snapped open the toolbox and the machine and then gave a shout of astonishment. Mine are gone, too. End of chapter. So, very similar. They're just driving away. Um, Yeah. Tools are gone. Tools are gone. Uh, Chapter four, The Chase in the Bay. Now, here's where things switch up again. All right. So, Chet has a pair of tools. He's like, oh, looks like they didn't grab mine. Gives him the tools. Frank fixes his bike. Um, and then Frank goes, now let's go back and get our tools. Okay. Again, in that headspace. Not on your life, objected Jerry. This is a little too much. First of all, we hear all those shrieks, and then the house almost comes down around our ears. And now we find that the tools have been stolen by somebody we didn't see. We're safer away from there. Biff Hooper nodded in agreement. That's what I think. There's something queer about that house. We'll get into trouble if we go butting in anymore. But we want our tools! (laughs) Frank, enough! Enough about the tools! Let it Uh, go, man. Good night! Chet exclaimed. Perhaps mine are gone, too. Oh. This is before. Um, then he goes, he checks, he has them, um, fixes his machine. Um, so, okay, so Jerry and Biff want to go home. Um, so they convince the Hardys that they should all go home. Chet offers people to come to his house for dinner. Oh, He's so. like, Biff, Jerry, I know you're coming. Frank, Joe, I'd love to have you if you want to join. And Frank and Jar are like, no, we do. We have to get home. Like, it's, it's been a long time. We need yeah. to see our folks. Um, so Jerry and Biff Hooper clamored on the motorcycle with Chet Morton and started off. So what an image of these three boys on one motorcycle with big old Chet. Like, I can't imagine three people. Like, how big were these motorcycles? Well, you got to think about it. If they're 15 and 16 years old, they're not full-sized adults. Oh, that's actually true. Like, I mean, picture three eighth <laughs> graders on a motorcycle. It's the human centipede, though, on a motorcycle, that's, essentially. I mean, yes. It's, it's still awful. <laughs> it's still awful, and it's still weird, but it's not It's not like... That's true. I was going to say you, me, and Brett, but let's say you, me, and Keith <laughs> on a motorcycle. <laughs> this is... Uh, it's good. That's high brow. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're right. Uh, I see what you're saying, though. Yeah. It's a great image, though. It is. It is. Yeah, I but think. At this point, I, I just noticed it. Huh? I'm defending the author. Yeah. In the in, in for the first time in Hardy history. Right. In, in <laughs> as we were reading the 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 common book, uh, the rewrite. Man, anytime there was something, even if it was like a turn of phrase, I'm like, these stupid idiots. That's not how you do. And yeah. I'm like, well, hey. He's trying. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the motorcycles are big. Maybe Dude, their bodies are small. I have a soft spot for him, too, to where like, the first two chapters were so good that we'll start to get into some seriously stupid things. Yeah, obviously. To where I'm like, well, I can defend this. And I, I found myself defending certain names that are about to come up. Oh, baby. <laughs> well, let me not slow us down. Okay, so um, Frank and Joe are riding back together. 
um, and they have a conversation. Whoever stole those tools made quick work of it. We weren't in that house very long, uh, the other brother. It proves that it wasn't a ghost anyway. I never did believe in the ghost theory. Wow. No. Some human being took those tools, and he was watching us, too. He saw us put the bikes in the shed, and he took the tools while we were, under, or while we were in the house. Unless they were taken after we left the bikes under the trees in the first place. No, he wouldn't have had the time. We only stepped into the front room, and then we were all out after that first streak. No, the tools were definitely taken when the bikes were in the shed. That Great is deductive reasoning. Yeah. Yes. Well done, young like, detective. Frank is very smart. Um, spoiler, they do save a guy, of course. The Jones character is in this. Yeah. They do it way smarter. There's this whole thing on whether or not his lungs are filled with water and how Frank knows that they're not. To where I was like, these are smart boys. This is good knowledge for children. And, and then in these rewrites, we just get how to assemble a telescope. And how to get a Not how to save a life. Well, yeah. that's also... Obviously. Uh, uh, spoilers. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, where do we leave off? Okay, so they're talking... And then all of a sudden, a sound out in the bay attracted Frank's attention. He looked out over the uh, rolling sweep of waters, and he could see powerful motorboats plunging. Is this still the same day? So like, they're still on their way home? This is the same day. They're on their way home. So it's still it's raining just, and stuff. It's still raining okay. and stuff, yeah. Um, or it could have stopped by now. No, regardless. Go on. Yeah. Uh, looks like a race. The Hardy Boys stopped their motorcycles and watched the two boats. Um, they see these two boats chasing and there's one where two guys are waving their arms frantically. Now here's where things change. Um, in the other boat. So, well, the Hardy boys saw that there was, but one man in the foremost craft, he was bent over the wheel in the other boat. They caught sight of a figure who had snatched up an object that appeared to be a rifle to their amazement. They saw him aim at the man in the leading craft. Then across the water, they heard the sharp report. So now we have people firing. Yeah. So they're shooting guns. It's popping. Yeah, it's popping. Okay, these are poppin'. Coast Guardsmen at their finest, popping it up. Um, the uh, the speedboats like decreased. A bunch of things happened, and then all of a sudden, R one they see the Jones character go down in the water. Or no, he's not in the water. I'm sorry. They see his boat go up in flames. Okay. So I imagine it's from shooting. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. They hit something. So there's not now, a grenade. There's no mention of a hand grenade. Okay. Um, so it's Good, very because vague. because that would have on- <laughs> destroyed the boat, and after a grenade hit, it would not catch on fire. There's not much to it. It just says, uh, with startling violence, a sheet of flame leaped high into the air from the motorboat. Yeah. No mention of hand grenades. Nothing. I just imagine straight bullet. Uh, there was a stunning explosion and a dense puff of smoke. So they see that this man was thrown into the air. The whole boat's ablaze. The other boat uh, speeds off. Look, shouted Frank. He's still alive. They see the man waving his arms. He'll never make it, gasped Joe. We'll have to try and save him, answered his brother. End. Chapter five. The rescue. All right. Does that sync up? Uh, Chapter four is the rescue in the rewrite. Oh. I just like to to keep track of these things. I, I know I like See that how the too. story's progressing. Uh, so things are slightly different here too. So in the rescue, 
they noticed that the man had seized a piece of wreckage and was able to remain afloat. Okay. But the boys knew it was only a matter of time before his strength would give out. So this man is just straight up, uh, you know, rose from titanic net. Yeah. Holding on Found to Found a this. door. Found a door. Okay. He doesn't have to worry about Jack to take up half that door. It's his door. Yeah. Um, so he's on this door. They see um, the rowboat. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Frank and Joe make it to the rowboat, um, and they just start paddling out there. So it's not one brother goes for it and the other one swims out there. Yeah. Wasn't that how it and was in they the other had, one? And they had Biff and Chet, too. Oh, yeah. So now it's like, just that. I think Biff and Joe swam, and yeah. Chet and Frank got the boat before. Like, they'd split up to the Divide and Conquer. That's what and it was. And got there at the same time. Yep. Um, which is just stupid. Oh, this, is this is better. This so is better. So it's two boys. They get the rowboat. They're going down slippery rocks to make it. Yeah. But it's a pretty far out there. I yeah. mean, they're rowing for a while. Um, so they row out there, and then Frank notices that the uh, Frank had a glimpse of the of the white face and the despairing eyes, and then the man saying, "Okay." So Frank notices this man. His face is turning white. He's starting to sink. Um, he's drowning, Joe, shouted Frank as he bent to his oar again. So he just paddled harder. Yeah. Um, Frank leaped to the side of the boat and peered down into the depths because the man had gone down. He began taking off his coat. And, but that's it. He's just going to pop off the coat. Okay. He wasn't getting fully naked. Like in these new Hardy boys just takes off his coat. He's getting ready to jump in, but then the man surfaced again gasping for breath uh but he was weak so uh it was a struggle he emerged from the water right besides the boat right beside the boat and frank leaned over grabbed him by the hair and pulled him up onto the boat so frank none of them get into the water frank no. just sees him there grabs him by the hair and they that's l- the worst way up. to be yeah, pulled out of I the know. water well that's teenagers <laughs> wow not grab him by the shirt or anything frank's like i am not gonna lose grip of this man Sucks him on. They bring him onto the boat. You know, I, sorry to digress for a second. Yesterday, my son grabbed a handful of my hair. Oh, yeah. He was, like, as I, I tried to, like, he gets a firm grip. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, pull my head away. And he's he's holding on tight. And I started to wonder, like, if he grabbed one piece of hair, uh-huh. that piece of hair would come out. Yeah. If he grabbed two pieces of hair, those would come out. There's a point at which <laughs> their combined strength. Yeah. It holds stronger than that, and so I was just yeah, it's weird. So yeah, yesterday I was thinking about like how much hair, like could I hang from all of my hair? <laughs> Would my scalp fall off at that point? I had this. We should. I was thinking about this yesterday. I like this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Adam Savage to figure this out for us. Uh, no, but it's interesting that here we are testing that theory yeah. the next day. How many gonna... hairs until it's. Uh, that strength. Yeah, what's what's the minimum requirement, hair, minimum yeah. hair strand requirement to uh, support That's your body interesting. weight? interesting. Before it becomes a rope, essentially. It's yeah. just like rope. And wow, if you grab I've never all of your hair, hair like this, could you could it could your body hang from it? Yeah, it's a good question. That's a good Google question. I feel like if your body and your clothes were wet, yeah, you have even less of a chance. Like that's heavier. Yeah, well, wet hair too. So Maybe that's it's stronger. Uh, is it stronger? I don't know. I don't know either. 
That's a good question. That's all. We know nothing of hair, but you just opened up a whole can of worms for me and some sweet research. It's going to be some Googling later. Yeah, you're darn tootin'. It's going to be some Googling. Some giggling. Uh, so they grab the man, uh, pull him inside the boat. Um, Joe remembers that there is the farmhouse, and he's like, maybe we can roam to the farmhouse and uh, get him some you know, attention or, yeah. or something. Uh so Frank decided that there was no uh, necessity for first aid. The man had been conscious when he rose from the water the first time, so there could not be much water in his lungs. Okay, interesting. He had simply given in to exhaustion and fatigue resulting from his long struggle in the waves. Good for you, Frank, for noticing this. Yeah. Um, you don't want to give CPR to somebody who doesn't who need it. Who doesn't need it. Uh, okay, so here's another great thing. Um so they they have the man on the boat. They turn him over on his side to see what he looks like. They say he was as helpless as a bag of salt. Um, but he was young, with sharp, clean-cut features. He wore a cheap shirt open at his throat. Frank pressed his ear to the fella's chest and listened for signs of life. I feel like before this, Frank just looked at Joe and goes, this is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you put this your ears to. This is what to. you put your ears to. Uh, not a rock, <laughs> not a mud puddle, Joe. So um, this is why I'm leader. <laughs> this is why Dad made group me leader, leader. Group leader, I'm going to be a Coast Guardsman too. <laughs> Chief Petty Officer Brown, it's me. It's Frank. Group leader, <laughs> the dark-haired one. Uh, so they uh, they check him out. He's fine. They row, and their muscles are sore. They're aching, but they do. They row all the way to um, the farmhouse. Uh, there they find a gaunt, kindly-faced woman um, who approached them, and um, the farmer wife had seen them. Laws, what happened now? Asked the Wait woman. Wait a second. Describe that woman? Oh, yeah. A gaunt, kindly-faced woman came hurrying. Why rewrite Why? it and fatten her up? <laughs> what a mean thing. It was the the farmer and... And his it's, his plump wife. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a, was she kindly faced, or was she just? Yeah, she was. I thought she was just gaunt and plump. I thought they took out kindly faced. Well, well, gaunt is like skinny, right? Yeah. Well, so I, you can't be gaunt and plump. Oh, you're right. Um, close mouth old codger. You codger, yeah. There's no codgers in this. Joe continued to massage his wrist. Wow. Uh, yeah, going back. Oh, uh, at their approach, a plump woman came hurrying out of the house. <laughs> yeah. That's You're right. All yeah, we get. she was. They took away her face. They took away her <laughs> her gauntness, her, her fitness. Uh, I guess gaunt's not really a compliment of fitness. It just means no, overly skinny. That's, that's right. It's like Christian Bale. Um, yeah, that's the mechanic. Yeah, that's okay. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's right. But they did fatten this woman up. They fattened her up. They plumped her up. They're like, we don't want a skinny woman. Maybe that was a nice thing, though. Like, if in the Depression, if you're gaunt, like... Everyone is gaunt. Well, well, you're hungry. poor and hungry. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're just like, no, this woman's a farmer. She's been eating. What are farmers' wives? They're fat. Yeah. Because they're always eating chickens. Oh, I was going to say hay. Uh, <laughs> that I was eating hay, but That's this way chickens is better. No, it's not. I shouldn't have said chickens. <laughs> you had the better joke. Let's intersplice them. Let's cut out my line of chickens. I'll I'll just yeah. give you a clean read real quick. Okay. Hay. 
good hey. joke that you made. <laughs> okay, and I'll take care of it. And yeah, you that. slice those in there. Post. Beautiful. Well done. Uh, after my great hey joke, uh, this man was... Would uh, you say this was our heyday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry. So sorry. New so t-shirt. <laughs> so the heyday. Yeah. Yeah, I like this that This is a our lot. heyday. Um, I would like to reduce... <laughs> The amount of time we need to spend on a joke for it to be eligible for a T-shirt. I yeah, like we put. I like, think anything we say we can put be like a four t-shirt. or five minutes into Jerd Mergler, and it sort of earned its spot. Yeah, as a as shirt, but it's like a great shirt. I I'm going back to dwell on the heyday joke, yeah. which is undoing this whole point. But I feel like in the future, I just want to like make a joke, and be like that's going to be a T-shirt, and then, <laughs> and then move on. And the T-shirt lives somewhere. Well, yeah, the T-shirt never happens. I like that bit of that should be a T-shirt. But the thing is, I'm going to make the T-shirts because there's absolutely no reason. There's nothing not to. stopping us. It's yeah, there's no barrier to entry. Yeah, it's just 19.99 for our audience listeners. And if you like what we say, just buy it. Uh, if you don't, we make nothing from it. it, but it supports the show and um, it gets our name out. It there. technically doesn't really support the show because we don't really make any money. It's well, just, as in supports the show, as in publicity, emotional support, a more emotional support. I said yeah. more. It's Instagram content for us, exactly, which helps us get nine likes from the same nine people. Yeah, and we love all nine of you. Yeah. Hashtag Trump just does not work. I thought it would be controversial, and it's I not. I like for a long time you are doing hashtag hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. Because you saw like that was one of the most popular hashtags. <laughs> the popular ones. Yeah. Hashtag video. Hashtag video filters. Hashtag Trump. Hashtag uh, hip-hop. You know how to play the hashtag, game. Hashtag, like, I always look you're at an the influencer. best podcast. You're a social media marketer. I, well, I tried. I tried really hard for a couple weeks, and we got up to, like, 300 followers and then it just died and then our likes just died we're gonna have a renaissance like, of season three one of these days it. well this is a great season all right let's plow Leading through chapter six season. uh so they bring him in they do the same thing of uh best rub his hands suggested the farmer he was a burly man with a black beard it'll bring back the blood to his cheeks one of you take off his boots and wrap him up in warm flannels so they do the same thing. They're rubbing him down, and then the man um, starts to to wake in his to wake up. His eyelids are fluttering, his lips are moving, but no words came. Then his eyes opened, and the man stared at them. Um, where Where am I? He muttered faintly. "You're safe," Frank assured him. "You're with friends. Pretty near cashed in, didn't I? Yes, you pretty nearly drowned, but you're all right now." It was Snackly, said the stranger, oh. as if talking to himself. Snackly got me. The rat. Snackly. snackly. <laughs> you, He's not the Snapman. He's the Snackman. <laughs> I have to say that you held that information oh, yeah. so well. Oh, and thank you. I'm glad you didn't come out it, before like, it's not Snackman, it's Snackly. It killed me. And then, then the next chapter is titled uh, Snackly. Okay. We are now into Snackly. So he wakes up, and that's the end. It was uh, Snackly. Snackly got me. The rat. So um, Joe and Frank are talking to the farmer and his yep. wife. Um, I think he was shot. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is They're still there. I think I was shot, muttered the stranger. He motioned towards his side. Frank leaned over. Why, there's blood on his coat, he exclaimed. So uh, the farmer puts disinfectant on it. They just apply a bandage. Mm-hmm. They find out that the bullet went clear through, but oh, it just God. grazed the side. He is completely fine. 
the man is weak from blood loss and he falls asleep. Um, so they leave the room. They go into the kitchen and the Hardy boys, the farmer and the wife uh, start talking. The Hardys tell them about the adventure they've had so far. Um, queer, the farmer observed. Mighty queer. Then glancing significantly at his wife, he said, what do you think, Mabel? I think same as you, Bill. And you know it. Most likely, it's been another one of them smuggling mix-ups. So it's the farmers who bring up smuggling. the smuggling. Okay. So the farmers are aware that there's been some smuggling going on. Uh, so Frank and Joe are just like, oh, wait, what? what smuggling? An, what an innocent way to be like, one of those smuggling mix-ups where somebody got shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, a, just another one of those. Oh, whoopsie. Just another day on the farm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another day on the smuggle. <laughs> so Frank... Smugglers. Every day I'm smuggling. Every day I'm smuggling. Smuggling. Sure, there's quite a bit of smuggling goes on around uh, Barmet Bay, you know. Leastways, there's been in the past few months. There's uh, That's been my suspicion anyways. I've seen too many motorboats out in the bay as of late, and I've heard too many of them prowling around at night. If it's not smuggling, it's some other kind of unlawful business. Um, so they sit down... They have an ample meal of typical farm fare of roast beef and baked pork and beans and creamy mashed potatoes toppled with a rich lemon pie, frothy with meringue and fragrant coffee. Uh, during the meal, they discuss the strange affair of the bay. The Hardy Boys did not mention experiences at Palooka Palace, for they had learned that one of the chief requisites of a good detective is to keep his ears open and his mouth shut and hear more than he tells. That's another pillow. Fantastic. Yeah, that That's is. another pillow. Yeah. Uh, wait, are they eating with the farmer? They're eating with the farmer and his okay. wife. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that didn't happen in... I remember the, the farmer's wife did make food. Soup or I rem- something. I remember the, the frothy. They used oh, the, the snack consisted of sandwiches. No, this wasn't just and sandwiches. Chet this was roast accepted. beef. Yeah. But Chet was there before. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we also got glasses of fresh milk and rich lemon pie froth with meringue. Yeah, that, we didn't have that, no that milk. Stayed. Milk was not a, a thing. Well, it's <laughs> Not lavish. for farmers at this moment. <laughs> it was just, they just drank creamy mashed potatoes. What is the name of this chapter? <laughs> huh? What is the name of this chapter? Snackly. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Fitting. Um, so, let's see. Oh, they go back to the stranger. They talk to him. He wakes up. Uh, they ask, or Mr. Kane says, you know, what's your name? Jones, he said. It was evidently a false name that the Hardy Boys glanced at one another, and the farmer scratched his chin doubtfully. Um. Uh, how come you be in such a mess as this, he asked. That's how it's written. Um, what were they shooting at you for? Don't ask me, please, said the mysterious Jones. I can't tell you. I can't tell you anything. I suppose you know these young fellers saved your life. Yes, I know, and I'm very grateful. But don't ask me any questions. I can't tell you anything about it. You won't even tell them. Not after they saved your life. Jones shook his head stubbornly. No. No. Uh, he didn't say no. I can't explain anything about it. Please go away. Let me sleep. That's all new. This is all new. Yeah. yeah. So they're pushing him to tell more information. He's saying, no, I will not tell you a darn thing. You cannot be involved in this. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, so the boys leave. 
they talk a little bit about he must have a good reason for not saying his name. It's his business after all, ref- reflected Frank. We can't. Uh, yeah, and we're back. <laughs> we took a break. Yeah, we, we took a, a quick break. We can put another ad there. Oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> another. <laughs> we go from uh, no real ad. ads to yeah. We Denim can... turban again. Oh baby, very <laughs> ad friendly podcast. I love it. Yeah. We, now that we've got ads, we're gonna go crazy with them and just apply them mid sentence. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's 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 good that we're talking about this because Jesse left. Yeah. And Luca is asleep or almost asleep and hopefully going to stay asleep for a little while. Yes. But I now have his baby monitor here. Oh, yes. And if he cries, I need to go check on him. Yeah. So, so if there's that we noise may in end the back. Up, well, oh. we may end up with another ad break, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how well Luca sleeps. So, so as of now, not just one, but two ads. Luca's going to make us some show in. cash. We're looking for that cash money. Yeah, you wake us up and get that ad money. You're darn tootin'. So um, the farmer and them, they're talking about the smugglers, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Hardys arranged to have the rowboat returned since they rode it out there. And like, oh, this rowboat has to get back. Can you figure out someone to take it back? Uh, really nice thing for them to do. Um, so then they drive home and um, let's see. They start up a conversation about how that guy was just strange. There was something off about They're him. talking Jones. to their dad or talking to each other? They're talking to each other. Okay. They're, on, they're driving on the motorcycles. And they're like, Jones was a very strange man. Um and then they get into a conversation of, oh, and then they get home. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm re-getting my bearings we, we here. We fell apart. It's we my did. fault. I tried to stop it mid so we'd be able to cover it up, and I should have said, like, hey, let's take a quick break. Yeah. And I've just flustered us. Yeah, I'm so flustered. Uh, it's, it's a so, fluster so bus. Flustered right now. <laughs> so flustered. You sound <laughs> flustered. <laughs> flustered. Uh, they get t-shirt. Home. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so you just need a face of someone with a lot of motion blur, just doing one of those flustered, like Jar Jar Binks, just or is it Bossa NASA? I've never seen the prequels. Oh, okay. Well, they, that's how they talk. One guy is just like Misha Jar Jar, and they were cool with that. Yeah, they just have these uh big uh, big chunky cheeks too, so it really. Okay, it's really funny. I should watch them. You should. I, I like Phantom Menace. I don't want to get into that tangent, but I do enjoy Phantom Menace. Like I've heard. I've heard that it. they just need a little time. Like people hated on them because it was such big shoes to fill. But yeah. over time, they're they're good movies. They're terrible, but they're enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. They're for twelve year olds, and no matter what, as we get older, of course, we're going to dislike them. We didn't grow up with them. If you were twelve when they came out, uh, which I was. Under 12, and that's why I like Phantom Menace, because it was made for me. Anyways. Anywho. uh, So they're having a conversation about how weird Jones is. Yeah, they had that conversation about Jones being strange, and now they're at home. Um, They find their father, Fenton Hardy, in his den, den, just off the library. He was never too busy to talk to his sons, and when they came in, he put down the papers he was studying and leaned back in his chair. Well... What have you two been up to today? He inquired, smiling. We've had a real adventure this time, Dad. Oh, man. I forgot how cool old Fenton Dude, Hardy was. This Fenton is awesome. Like, gritty. 
Yeah. But a good dad. This one is... Not, I, hey, would you boys like to help me with another mystery? I've got another case. Yeah, this one is so much cooler. And this is the first time we've seen him this book. And this is... Page 52 is the introduction of He has of the Hardy. opening line yeah. in the rewrite. Yeah. I wonder if that was like... If they did a... Uh, what do they call it? The screening to a crowd... Test screening. Oh, test screening? Yeah. yeah and we they want were like, more Fenton. Yeah, Fenton's well, everyone's favorite. what if he favorite. told them about smugglers and not the farmers? It might not be as organic, but you get you we know, don't more care. Fenton. We, Fenton. Fenton. Can you talk about Snackly? He sure can. Can you change his name to Snapman? Yes, I can. It's just a guy with crab hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Snapman. You just keep snapping him. Uh, so we've had a real adventure this time, Dad. Frank told them we were out at the old Palooka place with some of the fellers. That's the haunted house, isn't it? See any ghosts? The boys looked at one another. No, we we didn't see any ghosts exactly," said Frank or said Joe. But you don't mean to tell me you heard some? Fenton Hardy threw back his head and laughed with delight. You may laugh. But some mighty queer things happened out there, insisted Joe. Um, whereupon the brothers told their father of the strange experiences at the deserted farmhouse, but Mr. Hardy refused to take them seriously. Uh, and then the dad goes into, it was probably some of your school chums playing a joke on you. They'll be laughing their heads off about it uh, probably now. Uh, but how do you explain the toolboxes being robbed? And then Hardy goes into just saying like, yeah, it was probably school friends again. And yeah, Monday morning kids. when you arrived at school, your friends are going to laugh at you and be like, here's your tools. Um, They're going to spell so out like, gotcha with the tools. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a prank, bro. This one's got blood on it. <laughs> it's a prank, Yeah, bro. I got him too. The man who tried to stop me from pranking you. Do you think Fenton Hardy's hat got bloodied from one of these tools? That's a good question. I'm I'm curious uh, about the kidnapping of Fenton Hardy and how that plays out. Yeah, I'm excited to. There's a lot of things that I'm. So we're almost at the end of your know. your portion that you read. Yes. Okay. Almost. And then I get to take the next chunk. And of then the you book. get to take the reins. Yeah, and I'm excited. Oh, it's it's. I a might I might read it today. Read. We'll yeah, see. Well, it's a great one. You're going to enjoy yourself. Uh, so then they're they're back in the conversation of. Let's see. Oh, so they're telling the dad about the day and the haunted house, and it's not really haunting the friends. Oh, well, we just have to take uh, – or we have to tell you about the good part. And then um, the dad, another adventure, a real one. No practical joke about this. <laughs> Fatherhood. Podcast content. <laughs> See, he does this thing where he, he, may, he may just need to toss and turn a little bit. Yeah. And I'll go right back to bed. Yeah. But uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Now on to the uh, sponsor. Back. And we're back. <laughs> this is an episode fraught with distraction. Yeah. But in that last one, Luke was crying. I went upstairs. He stopped crying. And then I came back downstairs. He immediately started crying. And... <laughs> 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 and then while he starts crying, and then FedEx comes. Yeah. Um, and now Maya is wedging <laughs> herself. Hang on. There she goes. The dog was sticking its head under uh, Sean's table, then wrapping the, the dog is trying mic to be very cable close around. The dog is hurt. We don't really know what. Yeah. But the dog is hurt. 
and (laughs) struggling and breaking my heart, and it's clearly uncomfortable. Oh, poor thing. Wants to be very close to me. Hi. Good. Oh, God. There we go. Good podcast content. Great podcast content. Where are we? Go on. Um, Until he starts crying again. Which should be in oh, three, so they're, two... they're saying, we didn't tell you about the good part. Another adventure, a real one. No practical joke about it. Um, so Frank goes into telling him about the explosion. And um, he says he, he modestly underestimated their own part in the rescue of the victim of the wreck. But Fenton Hardy nodded his head in satisfaction as the story went on. Good work. Good work, he muttered. You saved that fellow's life today. Um, and it looks as though you've stumbled on a mis- on a mysterious bit of business in that motorboat. Page turn. Chase. <laughs> I scared the dog with that one. Suspense. <laughs> what did the man say his name was? Jones, answered Frank doubtfully. Fenton Hardy raised his eyebrows very high. Of course, there's a lot of Joneses in the world. It might be his real name, but more than likely, it isn't. Would he tell you anything about the reasons for the chase? Did he question, or did you question him? He wouldn't tell us anything at all. We made a few inquiries, but he wouldn't explain. Um, so they're just saying, like, we tried to question him. He wouldn't talk. And he's like, well, did he tell you anything? Anything else that could lead to something? Oh, yes, I had forgotten. He said, Snackley got me, the rat, whatever that meant. Snackley, exclaimed Fenton Hardy. Um, Are you sure he said Snackley? Are you sure that was the name? Uh, I'm I'm certain. Uh, Aren't you, Joe? Yes, that was the name, all right. Well, that does give us something to work off. Uh, Probably you never heard of Snackley, but I have. Who who is he, asked Frank. You ready for this? Yeah. Ready for his first name? Yeah. Ganny Snackley is a noted criminal. Ganny. How do you spell that? <laughs> like granny without an R. <laughs> G-A-N-N-Y. Yeah. Ganny. Oh, Ganny Snacks. Ganny Snackly. <laughs> Dude, we should make Ganny Snackly cookies. Or, or another hello, my name is Ganny <laughs> Snackly. <laughs> I like the uh, hello, my name is for all of these names because that's it's, sure. It's a good a... <laughs> bit. Hello, my name is Oscar Smuff. <laughs> hello, my name is Ganny Snackly. Uh, Ganny Snackley is a noted criminal. He is a smuggler, one of the leaders of a ring of smugglers who brings in opium and other drugs from the Orient. Um, is it possible that he's bringing drugs into Barmet Bay? And that is the end of Snackley's chapter. That's our cliffhanger. So, by contrast to the... uh, Did you keep going? Yeah, I have one more chapter. Oh, I thought you said six chapters. Oh, I was wrong. I did seven. All right. Well, Lucas is asleep. Let's do it. This is an easy one, though. This is a, a quick one. Uh, chapter seven, bound and gagged. Uh, so the Hardys were astonished by this information. Their father was tapping a pencil quickly on the desk, leaned forward in his chair. You may have stumbled on some information of great value, he said to them quietly. I need hardly tell you that it is best kept to yourself. If Ganny Snackley is operating in this vicinity... It will be a great feather in our cap to catch him. Uh, it is an unusual name, remarked Frank. I'll bet that that Snackley. Wait, I'll bet that's the Snackley our man meant. All right. <laughs> yeah. How many other Snackleys <laughs> are there, Frank? It's not a common name. Yeah. I wonder if he meant this Snackley. All right, Maya. 
She's having a rough day. Yeah, she is. Uh, and the farmer said there was smuggling going on in Bayport, blah, blah, blah. Um, you have, I'm looking over your shoulder, that entire page is highlighted. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of good info. Uh, I like this portion, okay? Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, okay. Whatever, whatever. Leo gets. Um, so uh, they say, I'm going out there to interview him, said Fenton Hardy. I'll wait a few days until he's feeling better. Of course, the matter is one for the United States authorities. And as I haven't been assigned to the case, I can't do very much. But perhaps I'll get some information I can use at some other time. Yeah. Okay. Fenton Hardy, operating under the law. Interesting. I like this. He's saying that's not my jurisdiction, but I would like to talk to him. Yeah, and maybe it'll help later with something else. Yeah. Um, Joe and I will go out there tomorrow and see how he's uh, getting along. Do so, but don't ask any questions. Don't let him think that you are suspicious of him. Otherwise, he will be liable to sneak away as soon as he can, and we'll lose him altogether. He is under an obligation to you now because you saved his life, so it will seem quite natural for you to come back and see him. If you think he is recovering quickly, let me know, and I'll go out there right away and talk to him. If you think he will be there for several, if you think he will be there for several days yet, we'll just uh, wait and stay, and we'll talk to him when yeah, he feels better. Give him some time, and then Frank. Perhaps he's a detective himself, Frank suggested. Bum, bum, bum. That had occurred to me, admitted Mr. Hardy. If that's the case, I'll keep out of the affair. It's just probable that he is a secret service man who has discovered Snackley's uh, hangout and was shot for his pains. So, so all of the Hardys yeah. expect that this man is undercover. And we never thought... That in in the the rewrite that was never expressed. No, no, no like it was bit. a shock in the end when they were like Coast Guard man. What yeah. Coast Guard man? The twist. Wait, does he go by Jones sometimes? Like that's yeah, the first they throw time it out, they, they thought... threw in this random name. And they're like, oh, he might also yeah. go by Jones if he's under distress. Um, so they they come to this conclusion. Their dad is just saying, don't lead him on. Don't let him know. Do visit him and check up. But I want to go when he's in better health yeah. and make sure we get the right questions. So it's, it's the next day and they're on their way back to the house to visit yeah. Jones. Uh, and they're having their banter on the, in the, on the ride. I hope he isn't a detective. I hope he isn't a detective. Why? It would be great if we could get a chance to do some work on this case ourselves. If Ganny Snackley is in this neighborhood and the government detectives don't know of it, we would help dad land him. It would be a great chance, admitted Frank, but I think we'll find our friend Jones is a detective. That is, if we ever find anything uh, definite about him. Why else should Snackley and his men try to kill him? I was like, good for you, boys. Good for you. Yeah. Good deductive. Uh, so, uh, in the rewrites, they were saying, like, why would, why would a smuggler hurt another smuggler, hurt one of their own gang? Yeah. Like, all their suspicions were about that. Yeah. To Instead which we of were going like, to the obvious. Yeah, because like... that's what smugglers and criminals do. <laughs> yeah. But this makes more sense. <laughs> yes. What they're saying makes more sense. So they get to the house. They check, and um, it's the same thing. They go up to the front door and knock. There's no answer. Um, they try another door. Nothing. Uh, they must have gone out. But, you know, leaving Jones here alone? I don't think so. They checked the doorknob and found that the door swung open. 
and then the place is torn up. Pots and pans were everywhere. You know, again, a chair lay upside down in the corner. <laughs> a few cups and saucer laden shattered bits, blah, blah, blah. Looks as if a cyclone came through. There's something queer about this. There's been a fight or a struggle of some kind here. Let's see what the rest of the house looks like. The Hardy Boys rush into the next room, and there, an unexpected sight meets their eyes. Mr. and Mrs. Kane were seated in the chairs in the middle of the room. They were unable to move, unable to speak, scarce, scarcely able to make uh, a struggle. The farmer and his wife were bound and gagged, tied to their chairs. End of chapter. Okay, so so that that all ended up being the same. That's all the same. Okay, yeah, but uh, but their suspicions like are are completely different. Their suspicions are way different. Jones is um, more interesting now. Um, yeah, they're they're given some some more intelligent thought to who and what he is. Yes, which is exciting. It is. It's a far superior book, indeed, and. A true shame, a tragic shame, what they did yes. in the rewrite. Yeah, they really did butcher it. And, and, too. And, and there's nothing in... So I would say in the first book, when they rewrote it, The Tower of Treasure, there's stuff about like competing with the cops and trying to like you know get one over on them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you need to change that around to be more relatable to children and you're trying to have stronger messages, that's fine. But nothing that's happened so far in the original of book two has been like, oh, can't believe they, you know, can't believe this happened or can't yeah. believe they would do that or that's disrespectful. Like, it's just, it, it's just a better book. It's a way better book. It is a way better book. There you go, Maya. Thank you. Thank you for holding my cord. I appreciate it. My that. pleasure. Uh, but yes. Is there is there anything else that from from your first impressions of this original? Is there anything else that's sticking with you? No, I just I think it's upsetting that it's a man's legacy is being butchered so poorly. As in, this was actually something he could have used as writing samples, and then I hope he never read these rewrites. God, I get it. It's under a different name. It's a pen name, so it's probably not that terrible but he wrote 24 of these it's under a different right? pen name but it's still the same title yeah and in so many places it says uh, charles leslie mcfarland wrote the books yeah and it doesn't say well, they were completely rewritten and, and that's actually true and it's sad to think that people who know about who the uh, ghost writers are are probably reading those versions and just thinking, what a terrible like writer. We were, and we're experts. Yeah. And we were making fun of them. And then you just read these and you're like, I mean, they're not the greatest book in the world, but for a children's book, it's a much better book. If the bar is, if the bar is yeah. the rewrite, yeah. they're far superior. <laughs> and that, that's all I really have of it. I am liking it. It makes me love the Hardy Boys. Like, this feels like what that felt like as a kid. Any like Hardy Boys books as a kid felt like a great mystery, but now we read them and they're like, these are terrible. When I read this, I get that same sort of nostalgia feeling of like going into that world of the Hardy Boys. Yeah, that's it fun. feels Hardy Boys. Yeah, it's just uh, it's good, good stuff. Well, I hope it continues to not just be a smelly turd <laughs> when we get to the next third. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> 